is out. Natural learning is in. Hey there, I am Kelly Edwards, your host of this podcast and creator of the 90-Minute School Day. This is not your typical homeschooling podcast. Here, you will find out-of-the-box stories from the trenches, trainings, tools, and tips to guide you forward. Yes, I like alliteration. We will also share results and mindset shifts to support you in your journey of living and learning alongside your out-of-the-box neurodiverse kids. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to a special holiday episode of the 90-Minute School Day podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Edwards, and today we're deviating from our scheduled programming to unwrap a gift for both parents and children, the gift of holiday hooky. Yes, you heard it right. I'm giving you permission to press pause on the textbooks, lesson plans, fears of falling behind, and schoolie frustrations, and step away from the usual routine to indulge in the festive season of learning the holidays provide. At the time I'm recording this episode, we are in our ninth year of homeschooling, and December is still one season I struggle with for pace and peace and presence amidst the Ready for this? (sighs) Gatherings, parties, performances, recitals, community events, hosting and hospitality, travel, shopping, mailing, card writing, cooking, and baking, not to mention creating magical moments and holding valued traditions for our family. We also may have one-off events this December with weddings, new births, job changes, moves, deaths, or illnesses to navigate. There's the everyday medical, legal, or therapy appointments and daily work demands that still continue throughout December. Life is full on the regular and the holidays burst at the seams. On top of all of this, perhaps you, like I have in the past and sometimes continue to feel pressure by society, other homeschoolers, and even myself to add lesson plans or structured learning of any kind on top of all of this. It's crazy, right? So forget about it. Instead of hopping on the train into the haze of harried holidays, take a few moments to breathe in and breathe out and listen to this special episode. And then I'd really encourage you to follow this by a planning session today to rearrange your priorities and protect your peace this season. So what are we waiting for? Let's tear into today's training. Do you want to know something amazing about homeschooling and learning in general? It's really simple and I bet you already know it. Here's your reminder that learning never stops. If your own unrealistic expectations, learning plans, schedule, spouse, homeschooling pal, or nosy neighbor are cracking the whip over your homeschool this season, you can now tell them to butt out. I'm just kidding. (laughs) How you really can tell them is to set boundaries. 
If you're interested in learning more about boundaries or perhaps having some scripts to learn, adapt, and share with one of these individuals, you can check the show notes for a collection of boundary scripts I've compiled over the years, and you can adapt it for you and your family this holiday. So check it out in the show notes. Do you like learning with me on the podcast? Consider joining the waitlist for guide training. This cohort coaching series meets twice a year in the fall and spring. We gather here together, learning in community to be a guide, not a teacher. Guides don't do it for you. They help you do it for yourself. Guides go with you. Guides lead when it gets tricky and confidence is lost. They hold your hand when you need it. They walk beside you in relationship. Guides follow and cheer you on as you lead the way. Get the guidance you need to guide your homeschool. Learn more about guide training and join the waitlist by clicking the link in the show notes. This entire episode is to encourage and empower you to grant yourself permission to quit and play hooky this holiday. So what does that even mean to play hooky? Playing hooky actually helps our learning because our brains are wired to seek novelty. And with that novelty, we receive a subsequent dopamine release. I've talked about dopamine as a neurotransmitter in other podcast episodes. So as a quick reminder, this is something that your brain uses for motivation and reward. And playing hooky is a great way to get that. When we are engaged in a new or different way, we are usually in an open and receptive headspace. We're regulated and calm and in our thinking brains. Negative emotions and stress that impair learning are offline. And so the break from the usual gives our brains time to stretch in new areas while the worn out neuropathways repair and reorganize information. So ditch that stress you're feeling. Let's reimagine how the holidays can work without all the additional stress that you can put on yourself from homeschooling shoulds. They're not actually as important as you think they are. Lean in and deepen your de-schooling this December. We discuss de-schooling in episode 10, if you'd like to refer to that. The holidays are an excellent example of why you need your homeschooling why and family values written down. We discussed this also in episode 10. So dust them off if you've written them down and hold them against your calendar and ask yourself if the item on the schedule this December aligns with them. If not, or if you're not sure, ask one or some of these questions to gain clarity. What can wait or be rescheduled for the new year? What can be reimagined? What is unnecessary? What steals my peace or the peace of my family members? What are our needs versus our wants. Prioritize the needs and then keep a list of the wants should you have the opportunity and margin to get to them. 
If you haven't written down your why or family values yet, you can start to see how important this is to just have to navigate the challenges that life gives us. Do you enjoy listening to other homeschoolers share their stories and ask their questions? If you're like me, this is how you find new resources and perhaps experience new revelations. It is my deepest desire to share your story and your arrival to homeschooling, the struggles you've experienced, and also why you're still homeschooling. I'd love to elevate your family's unique learning journey for all of us to hear and learn from. I truly believe we have more in common than we have differences, and sharing our individual struggles and strengths is a way we can grow in empathy and understanding of one another, perhaps even inspiring a new avenue of learning to embark on in our own learning lives. So let us hear from you. Click the link in the show notes and leave me a voicemail and be part of a future episode. Let's all take a moment and recognize this universal truth, that family life is the greatest incubator for learning. I'm going to say that one more time. Family life is the greatest incubator for learning. And that's what the holidays are all about. Being with our family, connecting with them, connecting with our friends and extended family as we celebrate together. So let's restore some peace and pacing by embracing the seasonal offerings and traditions December offers us and spend the saved time getting more intentional on spending it with our kids. There are only 18 Christmases in a childhood after all. We're going to spend the rest of our time in this episode today exploring five ways Holiday Hookie grows learning. These are inspired by the areas of learning Maria Montessori classified for her classrooms. You can check the show notes for a video on how I organize my intentional time with my kids with visual positioning instead of a list. Maria Montessori prepared her classroom learning environments across five areas that I'd like you to use to reframe the learning found in the everyday this holiday season. The five areas are practical life, sensorial, language, math, and cultural. I'll quickly give a definition of how I interpret each of these, and then we will move forward to the activities and events and experiences that fall under these categories. The lists I will give are in no means exhaustive, but they'll give you a good idea on how you can look at what's actually already going to happen in your holiday and attach the learning to it. Number one, practical life. These are the everyday skills and soft skills we need throughout our life. Practical life in the holidays looks like socialization, hospitality, magic making, cleaning, and decorating, to name a few. 
The second one is sensorial. This is how we experience things through our sensory system that keeps us safe and relational. It also gives us lots of input from observation and experiences gained through those senses. The third area is language. Language is simply communication across all forms of interpersonal communication and multimedia. So we communicate in person, through writing, through reading, through video, theater, audible learning from lectures, radio, podcasts like this one, audible books, and music. The fourth area is math. Math is STEM. None of science, technology, or engineering can exist without math. It is everywhere in our environment and our experiences. Daily, we use logic and reasoning, analysis, numeracy, and other basic math skills in our creation and problem solving. The last area we're framing out our holiday hooky with is cultural. Cultural is who we are as a culture, as a person, our place in our family, and in our community, and in our nation, or religion, and in humanity at large. We must first be secure in who we are and our place in our family life before we can genuinely be interested in others. Identity starts at home with safety and relationship, experiences and observation. So those are the five areas that we're looking at holiday hooky through those lenses. So now that we have a basic understanding of these categories in a Montessori classroom, we are going to apply them on how they naturally show up in our society and in our homes and family life as we move through all December has to offer. So let's relax a little and let the holiday rhythms frame out our learning so that we can enjoy the moments they offer alongside and with your children. Holiday Hooky shows up in practical life. Examples you might see this December around your home might be cleaning and organizing, maintenance, cooking, following directions, hygiene, caregiving, habits, manners, and social-emotional skills. This practical life area is arguably the skill set used most by the majority of us. Other applications of practical life in the holidays might be decorating, card addressing, babysitting or elder care, shopping, mailing, and wrapping. Our second area of holiday hooky is sensorial. Sensorial is anything that engages our senses. And here's a hint, everything engages the senses. Did you know that providing plenty of sensorial input opportunities is key to improving the three R's of reading, writing, and arithmetic? Sensorial is an area that we want to pay particular attention to if we have neurodivergent kids. They are typically sensory sensitive or sensory seeking. 
And so managing the sensorial during the holidays will be helpful to not only helping our child experience peace, but our entire family dynamic. Be sure to observe and notice when your child's behavior becomes a bit more unruly or difficult. They may be having some sensory integration issues. Let's talk through the eight senses we have. If this is new information for you because you thought you only had five, don't worry, I'll dig into a little bit of what each one entails. So we have the five senses we've learned about in early childhood, sight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch. But we also have three more senses that have been really researched since you and I may have grown up. And those are proprioception, interoception, and our vestibular systems. I'm going to walk through each of those, and we are going to talk through the holiday applications that are already going to happen in your home that you don't have to plan for, and you can just see them when they happen and know that sensorial learning is happening. Let's walk through the first five external senses first, starting with touch. So touch is tactile. Anytime we're using our hands or our bodies, so when your children are playing crafting, playing with puzzles, listening to music, playing games or gaming, cleaning, cooking, Lego, small world play. All of that is tactile and touch. Taste is the next external sense, and that is eating. And we all do a lot of that during the holidays. We taste sweet, sour, salt, bitter, and umami. And when you eat, you are also smelling when you eat as well. Smelling is the next sense. And we smell a lot during the holidays with all of the baking, cooking, when we craft with evergreens or natural items like citrus. Even cleaning often has smells associated with it. And smell goes directly to our whole brain and often creates happy associations and memories. Our fourth sense is hearing. We hear a lot during the holidays. We have holiday music stations playing in the car, the stores, at home. We often sing more during the holiday season and play instruments. We might listen to audiobooks, converse with others, and hear things when we're outside in nature, watching movies, or spending time taking a break from all of the audio input, either with noise-canceling headphones or quiet time. Our last external sense is sight. This shows up in the holidays through reading, crafting, cooking, decorating, cleaning. You see how all these are overlapping? Visiting with others, going out to look at the Christmas lights, going on a nature walk and observing the changes in nature, Whenever we explore or experience something, we are using our sight. Our three internal systems that we're going to discuss today, and these perhaps are new to you, are proprioception, vestibular, and interoception. Proprioception is where you are in space. It's the inner knowing of your body to navigate where you are. And I like to explain it as when you get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you likely don't turn on lights because you don't need them. 
The proprioception in your body has mapped the room and the obstacles to avoid when going on a repeated pattern of leaving your bed to the bathroom and back. How you can uh, exercise and really build your proprioceptive system is through heavy work. So in the holidays, this might look like carrying wood for your wood stove or bringing in boxes or packages, (laughs) shopping. This might be taking out more trash than usual. Maybe you're going to rake up the last leaves that have fallen or shovel snow. Maybe your kids are just jumping and climbing and being kids. Perhaps they're pulling a sled or a wagon, building a snowman, a fort. Maybe they're just digging. They could also stimulate their proprioceptive system by sweeping and vacuuming. So those are some ways that proprioceptive input and learning happen during the holidays. Vestibular. Our vestibular system is our strength and balance. So whenever we see our children spin, fidget, go against gravity, like upside down, maybe they're tumbling, maybe they're swinging outside or inside if you have a sensory swing. There's a lot of dancing that happens in childhood, but Dancing also happens more during the holidays. Sledding and rolling down hills all stimulate the vestibular system and learning. Our last sensory system in the sensorial category of holiday hooky is enteroception. And this is our internal cues. So when we feel hungry, which we may be feeling in the holidays, so when we feel hungry, or tired, which those kind of go together, hot or cold, when we realize that we need to use the bathroom, and we are experiencing emotions, those are all enteroception. So notice and name these when your child is experiencing them, because a lot of children may have some different timing on their enteroception skills, or they may be sensitive, overly sensitive. They may feel things more than someone else, or they may not feel things. They may not be able to understand when they're hungry or cold, or they need to go to the bathroom. So these are all things to monitor during the holiday season. And if your child is having trouble with interoception that is outside the range of normal, it might be a cue for you to slow down and tune in and help this child stay more regulated so that they can honor their inner body cues. That's the sensorial section of Holiday Hooky. Now we're going to move on to language. As I stated earlier, language arts are simply communication. So when you are in person with someone, you are typically experiencing oral communication. Writing is to transfer communication across time and space. Acting, symbols, or objects are also forms of sharing ideas, which is what communicating is. And natural learning in holiday language arts may look like themed word puzzles. This would be something like crosswords, word searches, word jumbles, or coloring. And I don't know about you, but extracurricular activities seem to like to distribute these this time of year, as well as our library. And if you have some, you can strew them for your children as an activity that they can pursue on their own. Another way language shows up in the holidays without extra planning on our part 
is the extracurricular plays, pageants, and recitals our kids are participating in. Kids can also direct, costume, and act out a play or pageant in your home. That might be something that they want to explore on their own this holiday season or with you. Language arts are also experienced all the time, and especially in the holidays, with imaginative play. That is simply visual and creative storytelling. Language arts can show up in your holiday hooky by reading all the seasonal books. This is one of my family's favorite ways to experience language arts and have a lot of fun in holiday hooky. Other things are musical lyrics, caroling and singing together. There's so much rich language and poetry inside of a song. And lastly, vocabulary is rich and diverse with so much talking, communicating, and fellowshipping with our family and friends this time of year. All right, our fourth category for holiday hooky to find it without having to plan for it is math. Logic is found in the relationship of numbers and in everyday living. I like to often talk about playing math detective and finding the math in our everyday lives. So things you can do in holiday hooky that are already occurring, you can just notice them, is that we tend to count everything. We count the days till Christmas, Our kids like to count how many cookies they just made, how many cookies so-and-so just ate so that they get equal share. They may want to count candy on their gingerbread houses they create. They may count ornaments. And they definitely count presents. Math shows up in Holiday Hooky by measuring everything. We measure ingredients as we cook and bake. We measure out light strands as we decorate the house. We measure our trees before we bring them inside. We measure our wrapping paper as we wrap, and our ribbon. Geometry shows up in Holiday Hooky by wrapping those gifts, gingerbread construction, and jigsaw puzzles, just to name a few. Fractions in Holiday Hooky are definitely in the cooking and baking, in our serving sizes, and slicing that pie. Finances are found during the holiday season and in holiday hooky when we go shopping for gifts or for groceries, returning items, selling items, and in board game play or gaming. The last area we can easily find math in the holidays is logic and strategy in those board games and gaming. Our last lens to look at holiday hooky through is cultural. Cultural is content knowledge. It's building the libraries of the minds that we talked about in episode 10. Cultural practices builds our understanding of ourselves first, and then our environment, and our history, and then the history and cultures of others. Ways this shows up in the holidays is learning more about our family history as we gather with extended family members and hear stories and traditions, look at photographs, or maybe even home videos. We also experience culture by feasting with culinary traditions and exploring their geographical origins that just naturally come up in conversation and where we got this recipe or experienced this dish that we're bringing to the holiday table. 
we see culture show up in our religious practices and history. And it's a great time to explore the religious practices of other cultures that also happen during this month. We see culture show up in the holidays with our additional attention to service and volunteerism in our community and our giving. We see it in the weather. There's the solstice and other seasonal temperatures that may go up and down and in and out during the December season, impacting travel and plans. We learn about culture through the science of flight and speed if you're a Santa tracker. And there's always astronomy. There's so much going on in our night skies, and this is a great activity to participate with during the holidays when we might be outside a little later looking at those Christmas lights. We can take a moment and look up what might be happening in the sky. So that's a wrap on the five areas that we can look at the holiday happenings in our home and derive the learning so that we can take a little bit more time to spend with our children and be present and not worrying about lesson planning and curriculum box checking or something of that effect in our homeschools. Play holiday hooky because the holidays are quite a course of study on their own. So as we conclude this episode, Remember to stop, pause, and assess your homeschooling why and family values, and then hold them up against what this season offers and your current schedule. You will make clearer decisions. And remember, it's okay to step off the beaten path. You left that well-trod path when you began homeschooling. So take full advantage of your freedom and autonomy to lead and guide your children intentionally and meaningfully, especially during the holidays. Playing Holiday Hooky is a two-part gift you give yourself. The first gift is the freedom to learn in unexpected ways, deepening your de-schooling and understanding of natural learning. The second gift is the gift of presence this Christmas so that you can cherish more time with your loved ones. Renew your connection with your family and resume your regular scheduled programming or not in the new year. That's it for this holiday episode. I'll return with another special episode in two weeks, taking my own advice on switching things up in the month of December. So until then, create space and margin in your merrymaking and play homeschool holiday hooky.